0: Hi
1: everyone, it's Witchy Bites. Hello, welcome to episode 24. Yay!
0: yay. Uh, you know I always go, yay 24! Every time you say the episode, <laughs> I'm like, yay 24! Uh, <laughs> I'm Liz. And I'm Honey, And today we are doing an interview with, uh, well, how will we describe, well, will we let Kathy describe herself, but yes. her name is yeah. Kathy Crabb. She
1: lives in California, but she is from Canada. Yeah. Um, She's an artist and an intuitive. I I would call her an intuitive, and she does readings for people, ancestral and past lives. And, oh, gosh, it was such, such an interesting interview. She's such an interesting person. It was great.
0: Yeah, I loved I loved talking mm. with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she also has created her own oracle decks, uh, one which she made with her
1: non-dominant hand called the left. Was it the left hand deck? I think so, yes, the left hand deck. Um, Actually, she's created four oracle decks altogether so far, hasn't she? Yeah,
0: mm. yeah, which we do talk mm. about in this episode and part of the process mm. for doing that. Mm. Um, yeah, the lefty oracle deck.
1: <laughs> the lefty oracle deck. Which now I think I want to get a copy of.
0: I mean, it looks yeah. it looks so cool. Anyone that can draw yeah. like that with their left hand is uh, <laughs> yeah, their non dominant hand. Dominant hand. If yes. you're left handed and you draw yes. like that, I'm less impressed. Yes. But
1: <laughs> yes, but, you know, it was it was a great interview. She's a lovely, lovely lady, and and we we hope you enjoy. I guess maybe can you just tell
0: us
2: a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Well, I. I just changed my Instagram bio. So it says I'm 55, passionate artist and a soul reader. So that's sort of like the short, shortened one sentence answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing the artwork as a professional since uh, like 93, 94, been an artist And I've always done all the metaphysical witchy stuff, probably since I was like young teens. And then uh, when I hit 40, I just sort of, uh, I got really serious about it. And I joined a group that was uh, like a teaching group. An English person was leading a group where we all gave each other readings and we did mediumship. And So I just got really serious and about sharing it and like doing readings and becoming um, like doing so many and just, you know, doing it professionally. So I guess like 40 was in astrology, it's Uranus opposition. So it's sort of like lightning sort of strikes in a way. It's sort of disruptive um, and sort of a midlife thing. And I feel like that just uh, shook me up and made me want to just give back because I feel like I've been learning and taking in so much information and I wanted to, you know, be able to share that everything that I had learned. And so, yeah, I've just been doing that um, full time and so the the art and the readings uh, and the astrology and just blending that and making a living doing that. So,
0: wow. Yeah. Wow. That's that's amazing. Um Hannah and I cuz that was one of the things we read in your bio was that you mm. um, that you give so, sort of a woke in your 40s and we thought, wow, that's so yeah. cuz we're both getting close to 40. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So so we were both like, oh, what, like, you know, that kind of, I don't know, it just has a feeling of, like, um, excitement and, um, yeah, we found that really fascinating. What was that yeah.
1: like to experience yeah. that? Yes. Yeah, what led you to it? Like what was, what sort of told, what told you that that there was something happening, like something changing? Like
2: I, It was really doing my first Oracle deck. Um, I didn't know it was a deck <laughs> at the time, but it was, using my non-dominant hand. That's like, oh. for me, the whole awakening was tied into, um, as an artist, using my right hand forever mm-hmm. and then getting completely bored and being mm-hmm. like, can I like anything yeah. I'm creating. So I'm just yeah. going to switch and use my other hand and then doing that for just like five years and just creating like hundreds of characters. Like um, these characters became... Ah. deck like my favorite ones like that's choice you know song and so these are all non-dominant hand at night karya dreams of wings writing's really messy hard to do demon kava kicks butt that kind of thing um so just drawing with that hand i feel like Mm. that opened up the other side of my brain and the intuitive side the intuitive hand and i that for me was I feel what really pushed me to become more intuitive was just using that non-dominant hand. So that was really the beginning. Um, and, and then the, the studies that I did and, you know, dreams started becoming more vivid and, um, just noticing astrologically, wow, there's a lot going on right now. And almost like that feeling, like uh, where you're not pulling something, you're being pulled. So okay, yeah, yeah. You know, you're like you're not driving the boat; you're on the water skis behind, and you're just being like, "Woo!" You know, you're like yeah, it's you're being just led out to... of your control in a way. You're just following yeah. the uh, yeah, yeah. that impulse. Hmm. Yeah. So it just felt like. Yeah. So you
0: started listening to the inner side of stuff, I guess is what it sounds like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Listening. And, um, also my husband, he's very intuitive and he just said, you know, you really need to listen to, you know, that inner voice and, you know, really, really listen to it. So So I did, and I I mean, I took it so seriously that I just, you know, I kind of ran with it and and just started doing that and then doing it professionally. And then Mm, so because you were written down and I emailed it to people, um, they would email me back telling me everything that was accurate and, you know, what wasn't. But, like, I had a written record of all my psychic work. So I could Mm. really see, you know, right in front of me what was accurate. And obviously it was accurate for me to continue going on and feedback was all good. So, Mm. I mean, I started doing, I started just doing like free or 50 cents on Etsy just to kind of build up that experience of giving these sort of, readings to just complete strangers and and then I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and seeing uh, all the results basically so really concrete
1: and yeah having that record would have really helped like it would have helped you build sort of build your skill like you could look at what you maybe you you would know what you had done yourself to facilitate your ability in a certain instance where it may have worked better, which also would have helped you learn, you know, what to do, what worked better for you, how you could tap into that more, which is – that's really interesting, like such a great theme.
2: Yeah, yeah. And really learning to – it was more like learning to trust, like whatever I was getting, um, to say it and to just believe that that was – um to trust in what i was the information i was receiving um because it's sometimes like sometimes yeah if i uh, i check in i'm like i don't know if i should tell the person that um and in that case i might be guided no Mm. not to say it that way or to say it in a little bit different way um but like sort of like not holding back um, unless i believe it's not good they don't need to hear that but just kind of like just really letting it flow it's like learning and that's it seems to me what most people are struggling with to be able to trust trust that um, that intuition
1: and it's trusting so, yeah. when you you don't know
2: like you're you're
1: you getting an impulse or a thought or ai don't know how people, everyone gets their information but you don't know if it's relevant or how it fits for this person. You are just you just have to say it or write it as, as you wrote everything down and you just sort of have to go with it. It's like I, I got this and I'm being told to tell you this rather than um, like the, the bits of information that you may have been told not to, to speak of or write down yet but yeah, you just have to go there and go. Okay, I got, I got this. There you go, and that's that's yeah. kind of it. You just have to go with it and trust that you're getting the information and that they will take it the way that it's supposed to be taken, kind of thing. It takes yeah. a lot of a lot of guts, I think, to do that. It's it's a it can be a difficult thing, especially yeah, to, it, to 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 a stranger. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, that's yeah. why I think it's 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 sort of more even more interesting when it's someone that you don't see, mm. you don't meet, and then to have all that information it it kind of makes it more um in a way just impactful um because it's like where else is that information coming from mm. other than you know, intuitively from whatever divine source or whatever you choose to Mm. call that. Yeah. So it's sort of, it's quite, uh, I think it's quite amazing. And then I'll use the cards, but I don't ever look at them till after. And then so if the cards confirm what I was seeing, then that's like more confirmation that the message was, um, important or meaningful and it's amazing sometimes like i had a one reading um and it was a past life reading and they were i saw them as like a indigenous person a native american to north america and then their last name was something like rabbit collar in their language and then okay. this, the animal spirit card i pulled was the rabbit and that's out of cool. 52 cards and yeah. That was like, "Okay, this is great. I'm yeah. very happy about that That's amazing, okay. yeah
1: yeah um, how how would you how would you define or identify your spiritual path like would you put a label on it if if you are into labels, or do you just sort of have a more general way of speaking about what you do and and what you believe in how would you yeah, yeah?
2: Yeah, I mean the the training I did with Francesca De Grandis, that was Celtic fairy shamanism. Um but that could also be called um, you know, fairy witchcraft. You know, shaman witch, like to me they're they're really interchangeable. Um it's just it's working with you know, magical realms. So I don't know if I like to me, all the labels sort of blend together in a way. Mm, So I don't really do a lot of distinguishing. Um, I mean, I kind of stick with what I, the training I received from her at that time. Um, I stick with Celtic fairy shamanism and, uh, I mean, it's a label it's, but to me it's, it's a lot of things. But yeah, definitely pagan, witchy, um, shamanism. I mean, it's, they're all, to me, just working with the same energy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you think, uh, as you've, um, like developed your, your psychic gifts, if you want to call them that, um, the need to define them has, like, as you've become more, Adept at it, and you've gotten your feedback, and you're like, yep i can I am comfortable doing this and I feel I have my abilities are, are are good, I suppose. has the need to label or define how why you you can do this like has that lessened like as you've gotten more comfortable in what you do has has the need to say why or how it is has that lessened like you just know? you know, you can do this, and so the need to call it something or say I am this has, has become less? Would you say that's true for you?
2: Yeah, I don't think I ever felt a lot of pressure about defining. Um, Probably because I wasn't, like, really questioned so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, uh, I probably wasn't in arenas where I could get sort of um sort of nailed to the ground and like like you have to define i just don't i don't really associate with people that do that uh or define things in that way so i haven't felt cornered to to really define yeah oh that's cool yeah that's awesome Yeah.
1: yeah
0: I'm curious to know. Um, you said that you found like your spiritual path about like became interested when you were a teenager. How did you stumble across it?
2: Mm. Yeah, uh, I, I still remember my my good friend, um, a dear friend of mine, who he was really always into all of this magical pagan witchy goddessy and i just remember him really just you know introducing that uh to me and i feel like he really helped me get into all this the goddess goddess studies and um, even working with francesca he kind of suggested like an ecstatic path because hers is an ecstatic spiritual path it's like a oral tradition it's Mm -hmm. it's about um you know the ecstasy of being in in something and not you know you're it's not being recorded in any way it's being shared through oral tradition so it's like you have to be there in the moment and Mm -hmm. so when i said that i i looked up ecstatic um spirituality and then i found francesca and i bought her book be goddess got like back in the nineties when it first came out, mm-hmm. it went through it. It's like a course. So I did the whole course and then, um, using her book. And then my friend suggested ecstatic spirituality. I just, I looked her up online and I, I found that she was teaching and she has her own school, the third Ro- third road school. So, um, uh, now I'm trying to remember what your question was. <laughs> <laughs> Just how
0: you stumbled across this yeah. path? Oh really. yeah, <laughs> yeah, to start. Yeah, yeah that,
2: that friend of mine did sort of uh, always have a lot of suggestions. Very, mm. he was always involved with pagan groups and covens, um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I think. So I think it was through him initially, from what I remember. Getting into that, he's a bit of an elf, actually. So.
0: <laughs> I love that, and you and you yeah. must. You sound like you're still friends, like you still see each other, and and. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, he's far away. He's very far away. Um, but yeah, no, we're still in touch, and you know, around the Sabbaths and the Espats, we will always contact each other, and um usually I'm on the phone with Francesca at the time so whatever he calls I'm like on the phone with Francesca but then I'll call him back and we'll keep in touch so yeah
0: <laughs> that's so beautiful that's um yeah. that's that's such a gorgeous introduction to to the craft is through someone that you form this really lifelong friendship with that is absolutely beautiful yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, yeah, and astrology as far as astrology was my first love and I feel like I found that myself somehow. Yeah. I don't even remember how. So, but it's like when you find all those kind of things, it's like, "Oh, yes, I I know this. I feel like I've known this before," and it's yeah. very comfortable. Yeah. And you feel at home. And then you just start exploring and everything just opens up and you just keep exploring.
1: Yeah. When it's a natural progression, that's always lovely. You just feel very yeah.
2: comfortable with it and you're like, oh, yeah,
1: okay, this is what I'm doing now. Yeah. Cool.
2: Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, when I started studying with Francesca um, I, like back in the nineties and then about, I don't even know, 10 years ago. So I've just kind of, I really stuck with her uh, work, her tradition and you know that particular um her groups and her her tribe so to speak so it just seemed like um instead of like wandering off in a million directions which i probably did when i was younger um exploring everything but then to finally sort of stick with one teacher and one path and really just go like really, really deeply into that uh, just felt really meaningful.
1: So you said that um, astrology was something that you discovered yourself and you really love it. What other parts of your practice are things that you like adore that make your heart race a little bit? Like what are your favorite things to do or or just the parts of, of
2: your practice? Um, well, I love crystals. I have my rose sphere that um, I work with every time I do a reading. Um, and a lot of people who hold this will just feel the energy of this stone. It's just so warm. It's like the heart chakra color. So, um, yeah, stones, um, the amethyst, and just – I just love stones. Yeah. Um, and I feel really connected through past lives and ancestors back into even I've had memories going back into, um, you know, goddess times, working with the stones. Um, so, yeah, that's a huge love and passion. Um, being an artist, colors. So I work with like the chakras, oh, yeah. in all the readings. Oh. Mm-hmm. And so just having people work with the color when we talk about the chakras and so yeah i'll do like a whole chakra every single time i do a reading i'll tap into the chakras and that's color Mm -hmm. um always probably my strongest passion since i was you know a baby would be color
1: yeah so um, yeah
2: yeah and I mean, all my decks I've done, I've done, um, like five, six decks, but I published four of them. So each deck is a passion. Like these, I mean, I have, this is the Elfin Ally, the Animal Spirits. Mm-hmm. So animals, um, like I get, I do a lot, I get a lot of dreams with animals. And, um, and so I, I tend to connect up the animals with the goddesses that are associated with them. And, Mm. but yeah, animals come to me a lot in dreams. And so, yeah, I I love that part of spirituality. Um, The cats, my last one was a cat herbal. So I, yeah, cats as familiars and then herbs and working. I mean, I, I love, I love herbs working With the herbs, Susan Weed style, like making the tinctures and the infusions and using it for healing and uh, health and, you know, all the healing part of herbs. I love that. Um, I did the Zodiac Goddess deck. That was actually the 90s. I did that deck. So that was just my passion for feminism, for goddesses and then tying goddesses into astrology, which was really hard to find at the time mm. um, because it was all more male-focused mm. um, yeah. astrology. Mm. So I learned everything I could just about goddess, goddesses associated with each of the signs. So that was another passion, just working with goddesses. and And then I have fairy, a fairy deck as well. And, but it's an herbal fairy deck. So always loved, you know, fairies, mermaids. That's what I've always painted and still paint. Um, what else? Oh yeah. I have a Celtic tree oracle deck. The, um, Ogham. That's not how you say it though. It's Ohum or something, but the Druidic Celtic deck. So anything Celtic, um, I love the history, her story, I love all of that. Um, and of course the that alphabet is really interesting. My friend, the elf person, he he used to write like all kinds of things using that language. So I'm not that advanced. I don't really use it to write notes or anything. <laughs> I think it's a great idea.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but, the skill
2: to have very cool yeah yeah and what else um i mean every it's like everything it's like i don't even know what i'm not passionate about in mm. in all of this mm. there's so many, so many amazing things but those i guess are yeah. the main ones um mm-hmm. um yeah, just off the top of my head. So I, I I'll, maybe when I have more decks coming out, then I'll have more passions. Like, let me see. Um, I might have an alien deck coming out. Oh, uh, oh I know some no people,
1: way! That, that will be interesting <laughs> as well. Yeah.
2: Oh, I wish I had my latest painting, but um, I just finished it this morning. It's uh, so it's all they're they're now like nude aliens. So they're these new, okay. they're sort of androgynous, mm-hmm. like they could be male, female, but they're nude. And and then um, that could be an interesting deck, too. So I guess especially because there's something happening uh, later in June where the U.S. government is supposed to be releasing all these like uh, Pentagon papers about alien, yeah. actual alien. You, you've heard about that. So June 25th. <laughs> so, it is.
1: I know a few people who are very interested, so <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: yeah. So yeah, and I you mean know, I have a lot of well not a lot. I I have a, like two of my friends down here are really involved with um, you know, channeling and um investigation of sightings and whatnot that yep. have happened actually not too far from me. There was oh, cool. I think one of the yeah. first uh, abductions in the paper it was like in the 40s or something it happened like not too far from me I can actually oh, see it was on wow. Mount Palomar I think Alistair yeah. and Cowley had a lodge up there something going on up there too mm-hmm. so yeah and I've been up there to see there's a the, um, the observ there's a Palomar observatory where they've discovered they may even have discovered the planet Eris there or the planetoid or actually I can't remember what it's called um it's not a planet but it's like yeah i believe eris was aries sister she's the goddess of eris is like the goddess of discord and chaos and so she was discovered i don't know in the 2000 something or 2005 and i think she was discovered at that observatory at palomar
1: oh wow yeah yeah
2: so yeah um stuff like that just uh learning about different um goddesses asteroids and in connection with planets and what their effect is i just have a good mm-hmm. one of my friends here is really um heavily researching all of that and so it's a fun fun topic yeah. to discuss yeah. so fascinating yeah. so got, that was back to the aliens and the whole deck idea yeah um, yes.
1: Um. So, so each time you find, like, you find just that you have, like, an interest in something, you you'll often develop a deck around that. Is that just how that works? Like, you, have, or or is it more intuitive than that? Like, you just follow well, follow a passion and it becomes uh,
2: a new deck or I a new mean, series of paintings the, or the, the five the six decks that I or no the five decks that I have mm-hmm. they were painted before I was even doing decks. So I didn't know they were going to become a deck. Um, But then I started doing decks in 08 when I started doing the, created the Lefty Oracle deck. Mm -hmm. My first one are the left-hand paintings. And then I just looked at all my work and it was all in series already. And I thought, oh, this would be great to make all these series into decks. Um, the elfin ally one, uh, was really because animal spirits were just hugely being talked about. So I thought I, I really want to do a deck for that. Mm. So that one I really, I decided upon just as a deck. Mm. And, um, and then moving into the future, I, I don't know what of my art will become a deck. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. It's just thoughts. Maybe I won't make any more decks after these uh, five or six. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> so it's
1: it's not you don't go you don't go into it going I'm going to make an oracle deck. You're just you look at Mm-mm. your work and then go. You you see the series or like a uh, 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 like a theme within what you've done and you go that's that there it is already.
2: Well, I always work in themes, so everything yeah. I do is a theme. So um like the alien news, that became a theme like maybe two or three months ago. Oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't planned, it just yeah. it just happened. It happened. Um yeah. during yeah. uh, you know, the last year I was just Intentionally doing these little cute cats because um, everyone being so uh, freaked out. And so I did this really cute stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, now that we're coming out of it, I'm back into doing some of this far out, really, really far out stuff. Hmm. So we'll see what happens with it. Maybe, I mean, it might just be a series and that's it. It's just uh, exists as a series. Unless there's some, like, someone, like, people are like, oh, I really want that, or like, if I I get a lot of feedback about it, Hmm. where people are super excited, like, so far, when I do mention the whole alien deck idea, I have found people are quite excited about it. And, um... (laughs) That's what I, was I don't know.
1: Say.
2: <laughs> I mean, isn't there a lot out there like that already? Do you know or
1: I can't why say I think I've I mean, seen one. Yeah.
2: I'm not it's I don't look There's one called Starseed. Oh, that's oh
1: awesome. yeah. Yep, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um I don't I'd, remember the imagery, but It's a,
1: that's that's Rebecca Campbell, I think. She she's done a few Oracle decks and she's written some books. I can't think that I've seen many decks that are really, like, alien-themed. Like, there's – that comes into it, but not just based around aliens. Like, it's more, like, otherworldly with other things mixed into it, but not just aliens. Right. So – Yeah.
2: Well, it used to be more frightening for people. Yeah.
1: Like,
2: say it. There would be way more fear. Mm. Now it's like mm. it seems like that's changing.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And also, it was all just men. It was like this, yeah. all, all men. They were all, and women were not really as much into it. But now it's that seems to be changing mm. as well. Yeah, so. I think so. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm also excited that it's, like, alien nudes as well. Like, that's just, like, yeah. such a cool.
2: <laughs> yeah. And alien animals, there's these – I did a series back in 2012, this little series. It was just small paintings um, in a moleskin-type book, you know, that little notebook, black yeah. little uh, moleskin. And, um, and there were a lot of, like – they look like they're pets. So they're alien oh. pets. They're, in there. And they're really cute. I mean, because oh, what I okay. do is all very sort of cute, actually. It's all sort of cute. It's not, uh, I mean, it's not really like super, super. Maybe, I don't know, maybe some of these aliens are. They're pretty strange. But um, I don't know. I mean, they're not like. Frightening where you'd feel mm-hmm. like stressed out or anxious looking at them, um, mm-hmm. like actually terrified. They're not like mm-hmm. that kind of yeah. fear inducing yeah. Um, art so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's no. good. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I mean, I can. It's scary that I don't want to look at that. It's like like Grunewald's uh, Jesus crucifixion from the like fourteen hundreds or something. His hmm. his um, yeah etching yeah. maybe. They're like they're so frightening. They're so horrifying. Hmm. They're just they're like you just feel just awful, you know, looking at them. Yeah. You want to just yeah, tear but... your head out or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> get out of there as yes. soon as you can. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah. yeah,
2: I don't want to invite that really invite that into the space I mean even this is like demon card like that's that's my demon card it's
1: like yeah okay
2: yeah yeah that's the lefty lefty demon yeah a lot of people do come into a reading if they well I mean I don't do a lot of in person but People coming into it in person, they're they're actually afraid. They're like, "Oh my god, I'm not not sure. Am I supposed to be afraid?" And uh, then they're like, "Oh, this wasn't scary at all. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, uh, but there there's a lot of fear. So
1: yeah, yeah I think it's, it's a lot of fear but, in the unknown. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I was gonna say. People don't understand or they they don't know, and and it's scary.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: I guess this might be already answered, but I I still better ask it. Um, how does your spirituality like come through your art? Like, obviously you've created decks, so that's part of it. But um, is there something else?
2: Like you mentioned colors before, and so how does the art? Um, what's the connection with my spirituality? In,
0: yeah, in the
2: art yeah sure yeah, art. yeah 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 I it's so hard it's almost like um it feels very Piscean uh mm-hmm. 12th house that like mm-hmm. that even talking about that it's like it's like you're in the water it's like it's hard to really distinguish um mm-hmm. where it spirituality starts and art like it, it's there's so much intertwined that I don't even really see any any distinguishing like to me when I paint I'm in that other world yeah. so yeah. similar to yeah. and I'm doing a reading and I'm in that other world so um like right now it's I guess it's like inviting in that uh element um it's it's like when I'm doing like this current series um, every, every single part of it is invited in intuitively where I let go of all control. So um, like there's like seven parts in each of these paintings and they're all brought in from different sources, like completely intuitively randomly chosen. It's, it's hard to even like imagine, but I feel like by doing that, it kind of invites in uh spirit into the work. Um, because it's, I never know what combination, like the latest combination, I'm just going to run and get oh, it. Just take me one second. Is that okay? Go, go. Yes, 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 yes. No yes. No one's seen this yet. I'm excited. excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this one. Wow.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So each part was chosen, um, like, the head I did with my non-dominant hand. I started with that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. amazing. Yeah. I have a... A book of animals, and I just randomly chose this as an eel. and oh, an eel, okay, then, cool. cool. Yeah. And also, I'm going through every one of my books right now, and I each I like have hundreds of books, but I um, so I close my eyes and I pick a phrase from that book, and that becomes the sort of the underlying feeling of each painting. Um. So, this is from a set this uh, a seth quote inspired this painting so each of these paintings are inspired by a quote from one of my books so then i did okay the head and then i pick a body just from a, i have like a book of thousands of nudes so i'll just pick mm-hmm. like a random this was actually a male body um so it but i feel like it's very androgynous looking because it doesn't yeah. have you know genitalia yeah. or anything um so it could be very you don't know Um and then what else? Oh yeah, there's there's another part to this. Uh just just, cool, cool, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, I almost forgot. This is like a whole part of this painting I forgot to put in. I just I just remembered. So I have a botanical book and I'll cut Uh out like this is called Vulva Vulva. It's like uh some kind of shell. Oh that's actually meant to be in this painting and now I have to figure out where where it's gonna go. Yeah. Actually, it's going to be cut off. That That's why that line is there. But so, yeah, okay. so there's another part that goes in. And then, oh, yeah, this is a quote from the uh, the book, which says, yep. opening rooms up in my head. And oh, that wow. becomes the title. And that's, I cut that out from the same book that inspired the painting. Okay. So it's like all yep. these different parts come together. Here is the one I did before that. It's pretty cool. Oh, no, I love love
0: that. Yeah, Beetle,
2: girl. Yeah. And it's weird because uh, this beetle showed up from one book of, like, thousands of images, and Mm -hmm. and then from another book, another beetle showed up, and it could have been any one of thousands of images, and so it, it turned out to be a beetle.
1: And so you'll just get the information that those parts have to go together, like those two beetles, like you've done one. And then you'll find another one. It's just like, yep, this is this is has to be in the same
2: well, I don't, image. I don't find it. I close my eyes and I yep. I, I pick. So it's like So you just I, know. It comes through and you like Yeah. Yeah, it just comes through. Yeah. And I feel yeah, like yeah. that's it's like allowing intuition or randomness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean, just yeah, it's all completely it's it's really interesting to me just what shows up and so i'm allowing for that process to to happen it's it's really a lot of fun actually
0: (laughs) that's so cool
2: (laughs) thank you it's very surreal yeah does
0: it ever feel like um like you're doing therapy when you're doing these parts and finding pieces and putting it together. Does it ever explain things in your life as well? Or is it
2: completely separate? Um, Yeah. Yeah. The therapy part makes a lot of sense. Um, because I know when I was going through my 40 Uranus opposition midlife thing, um, I was just, it was, it's a very hard time um also menopause as well in my 40s all of that was so it's like it was it was just so much um so I ended up just painting like four foot by four foot abstracts giant for five years I think and that's all okay. I could paint wow. I mean you can kind of see on the back wall there's like going up the stairs there I don't yeah, yeah, know yeah. yeah yeah um, yeah okay. here's one and then oh yeah on the back that other wall there see up in the corner up there
1: yeah, yeah.
2: the ceiling yes. uh near the ceiling, yeah. the top on the right yeah, yeah that's uh that's some of them so yeah i just did those and that was like therapy mm. because mm. it was completely completely therapeutic yeah it was like yeah. pure emotion it was pure pure abstract color mm. emotion okay. just wild so very therapeutic that's for sure <laughs> yeah oh my god
0: I'm sure it was hard yeah. at the time but that's absolutely amazing so yeah uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, no it wasn't it was it was like another one of those things like where you're being pulled again like yeah. uh no yeah. choice like I remember just like running to get my um I guess it was like I had these bolts of so I was a silk painter of like uh I don't know how big they were, but, um, yeah, they were like five feet tall bolts of silk uh, Mm -hmm. on a roll. Mm -hmm. I remember just like running because I had to paint and I had to Mm -hmm. paint something big and just like running. I had no choice. (laughs) (laughs) You're so, just so Um, driven to
1: it.
0: Um, just, just going back to something else that you said a little bit earlier. You're talking about all the amazing things that have been, that have happened on the space that you live in, like on the land or near mm. where you live. What's that energy like? Is it really, really intense?
2: Um, you mean like some of the, the creatures, or well. Both, both creatures, but, like, you know,
0: you, you mentioned, like, that they discovered that. Um...
2: Oh, 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 yeah, Eris. Yeah. the um, Yes. What yes. That is planetoid or something or other. Yes, yeah, like asteroid
0: um, was the wrong word in my head.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think there's even another word that I, I can't remember. Of um, mm. uh, Yeah, being so close. And also mm. um, Joshua Tree, which everyone is enamored yeah. of. Yeah. And that's there's a lot of that kind of thing or talk going on there as well in Joshua Tree, um, the desert because it's the Mojave Desert. Okay. Um. So yeah, and being close to that, and then having also we had a a lad who was living on our property. He was in a tent for a while, and mm-hmm. um, he was seeing he saw alien an alien. I think he even saw like dwarves or something. Wow. And an alien, like on our property as well. So he, he was like, crystal man. He was selling crystals at the market as well, and um, so yeah, being close to all that. Um, I, I and also yeah, I did go to Pal- Mount Palomar and the observatory, and my friend mentioned a tree there that he felt was connected somehow with, with aliens. So I did go to that Mm -hmm. tree. I did spend a lot of quiet time just at that tree. And I did actually, I did feel like there was like a connection there with that energy. Um, Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's Calif like Southern California. So it's, it's like when I moved here, it, it seemed like, that was just part of the package, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah.
2: And it, it's like when living here, it just feels like that's in the air. Like it's mm. um, accessible. It's not this big secret. It's not mm. um, something that you're laughed at so much. I mean, cause there are people, there are enough people here you can find that are, you know, doing the same kind of exploration that you are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there is this sort of sense of openness to, to that. Um, I think also just in my astrocartography, cartography, which it, when you do that in your astrological chart, it shows you like it takes your birth chart and it, it takes like, um, you know, a Neptunian or Piscean line from your chart. and takes it through the earth and you can see where those lines like a, like here is for me like a Pisces near a Pisces line in my chart. Okay. So for okay. me, it's got like a Pisces kind of flavor to it. Um, I don't do astrocartography. Um, so I don't know like a lot about it. I just have my chart done one time, and I thought it was really so fascinating. Um, and yeah. So so when you live on, I guess a Piscean line, in based on your chart, it's like oh, that whole world of that Piscean world of the mystical, uh, the creative um, is accessible to you. So yep. that's, I do feel like that, that was California yep. for me. It did allow me to just really open up to all that stuff. Yep. Cause I come from like where I come from, it's a very intellectual town, um, yep. like six hours North of New York city, but in Canada yep. and yep. it's okay. in Kingston, Ontario and it's just it has like an intellectual feeling to it like very university town yeah. a lot of I know a lot of scientists and biologists and people that you know that are are this kind of thing you kind of get you know laughed at or you're kind of crazy yeah. in a way um, it's considered it's, it's like you feel kind of shut down in a way yeah. Um, yeah. about it uh, you know talking about that kind of thing although it's opening i mean i f- i'm finding all kinds of things happening now when i go back it's like yeah. really change changing for yeah. sure that's interesting yeah yeah it is
0: it is interesting how where you live changes the way you interact with the yeah. world in that way like particularly energetically um
2: mm. yeah. yeah
0: it's one yeah. of the things to talk about a lot on this um on on this podcast is that like um it took me moving away from Tasmania for me to actually feel the energies here and and connect Mm -hmm. with them at a much deeper level um yeah yeah so yeah it's just I I just love that if that's something that make that makes my heart pitter-patter just like going to a place and feeling into it and um just seeing what's there and yeah i just i love that and california i have to come to california one day that's just
2: yeah <laughs> it's yeah at least now yes yeah <laughs> you'll have to let me know yeah, and we can, yeah. We can do that. if i'm still here i don't know if i'll if i'll still be here but um
0: yeah we'll see yeah it sounds we'll see amazing how
2: borders go <laughs> yeah
0: yeah there's that too
2: yeah do you want to go, like, north and south California, or...? Um,
0: to be honest, my geography of the U.S. is not not very good. Uh, oh, no. So, yeah, <laughs> um, but I have friends that live all over the States, and I ha- want to go and visit them, and, um, yeah, so I'll have to make California, one of the places I go, and the desert sounds amazing, so, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, you have lots yeah. of desert in Australia, too, so... It won't be, like, too unusual, probably.
1: <laughs> <I should laughs> we the <probably>. Australian desert. <laughs> we should, because where we are on, in Tassie, like, there's, there's no desert. So, yeah. I've, and I've never oh, been. You haven't been? Ah, oh, no, okay. No, okay. Never. I don't know what it's yeah. like. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. My neighbour here loves that part of Australia. She mm. wants to live in that desert really hot. I don't she just loved that. Like, it's similar to here. It can be very, very hot and uh, dry. Some people are just gravitated, gravitating. They just yeah. love that.
1: And I think for me, like, that's actually not – like, that's not where I come from. So it's quite unfamiliar. So – the energy there would just be incredible, like in the desert here or in california i'd like I'd like to go there because for me it's quite unfamiliar, so I'd love to go and mm. and feel that very different but and very palpable energy
2: yeah, you'll have yeah. to go to the Integratron, which is in uh mm-hmm. near Joshua Tree, I think it's in Wonder mm-hmm. Valley, but it's like an engineer built of, of a dome. To something to do with connection with aliens, and you can do like a healing sound bath in it. Wow! And it's yeah, that's wow. where I take people. <laughs> it's no wonder really amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really it's pretty cool out there for sure. I mean, it's interesting. Yeah,
1: um, to ch- to change track a little bit because I think we've we've done a fair few of our questions already. Um, like I'm quite interested in past lives, so. You talked a little bit about one of your own, some of the things you'd seen of your own, but is there a past life either of someone else's that you feel comfortable to share, or something of your own? Like, what's the most exciting or just interesting past life either experience or just uh, some like the most ex, um, interesting thing you've had with the past lives? Like, what yeah. either someone's experience or or something of your own that you're happy to share,
2: like. I'm
1: very fac- yeah. I'm fascinated by past life stuff, and I've t- it's a new interest of mine. So,
2: yeah, it does yeah. seem to be of, um really uh, of interest. Like people mm. are really gravitating to studying their past lives. Mm. I don't know if it's because mm. of this past year where people are exploring more, but it just it's just such a huge interest. And I, I when I did, um, I got into past life. Uh, research through the chart originally and and like the north and south node of the moon in your chart Mm -hmm. is you can find out about your karmic mission and every i mean everyone i've ever shared karmic mission from the chart everyone completely resonates with it it's just Mm -hmm. so it's a really good way to start and you can look at that up in your own chart looking at the north north node is your where the lessons are your karmic mission in this life. And, and then the opposite sign is the South node. So it's, it's um, where you, you've been there. You've already done that particular sign in house and now you're doing like the opposite. So there's lessons in the opposite. So that I like to always bring that into a past life reading. Like after I do um, like the X, ex- the sort of soul reading part of the past life where I go into someone's past life um and yeah i did have a, a sort of a strange past life recently that i uh, was looking into for someone where they were actually um from another galaxy star system, solar system. i cool. i don't i have not heard back from this person yet because uh every one of my clients i check in to see how they resonated with it and that's when they tell me you know what worked or not so i have not yet heard back from this person so i don't know how they're feeling about this yet i'm really curious because I, I just hope it wasn't too much um but i felt like this the person they were in this past life so they came they come back every like every hundred years or so to like collect information for oh, wow. their, where they're yeah. from. And so they incarn—they come in as a, like a different part of the world to study humans and gather information. Um, and they had like different names and each time and they show up in different parts of the world and then they just collect information and then bring it back. Um, wow. So that was like, a, I saw them like in 1950, and then they were there somewhere else in eighteen fifty, a different part of the world, and seventeen fifty. And um so that one was interesting. Um and I try to tell people not to take sometimes not to take it too literally, because some people get yeah. too caught up in not living their life, being caught up in mm. you know, this mm. taking it. I, I mean I it can be I I feel like a lot of this work we do is it it can be also as a way of uh, like hearing a story. Like I share the past lives is listen to this is a story. So you don't have to take it literally just whatever it brings up for you. um, It's that's, what's important. You know, what feelings it stirs in you, but don't get caught up in like, this is, hundred percent literal it has to be literal like i sometimes it's some people can be very unhealthy i think in that way getting too caught up Mm -hmm. so i I did try to say that in this lifetime this is a story this alien and it talks about expansion and it just talks about um, being someone who is you know learning about others and really open-minded So, yeah, that was probably, that was a very recent one. That was a very strange
1: one. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I I like the idea of of, of the past lives as a story. I think because some of the things I've read about people's experiences getting like regressions or readings and they get really caught up in well, I lived like this as this person and these are all the details when in reality that's the important thing is as you say to take it as almost like a story and say what what comes for you, like why is this important? Does this help you understand something about yourself rather than well I was this person in this lifetime in this time doing yeah. this? It's more important to look yeah. at how it affects you now or, or or what you're learning from it rather than well, that was Cleopatra or King Arthur or something like that. That's not, that's not the point of even doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: I know because it's like you, Mm. I feel like everyone really knows if, if that, if, if that resonates or not, like, Mm. it's like, you're the final judge. Like, so whatever anyone tells you, it's like you have to be really the final judge of that. Um, And not just, go you know, verbatim with mm. what someone else tells you, obviously. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I try to bring in life lessons learned and not learned. And then I actually bring that, who they were into the present to speak to um, them now. Mm. So yeah. um, it's like, what did you learn and not learn back then? Um, maybe what what are you still doing now? But a lot of it's like uh, things that it's like if it can help you tap into maybe sides of yourself that you are just opening to or you don't even know about yet. Or it's like opening yourself to possibilities of maybe some of your gifts or talents. Um, I think that's like a really helpful way to look at it. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like people do. They, and they see patterns. They're like, okay, this is, I'm seeing like a pattern of something I'm still doing now that I did then. And they can maybe, maybe get a sense of, okay, I've been through this. I've been through this and maybe I can move on. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah it seems to give people like an expansion. It opens their mind a bit and it, it clarifies things and it helps them inspire them in a way too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've, yeah. like, I find if someone comes to me and says, um, like they have this, an expectation of exactly what they want. Um, like those people are already closed. Their mind is already yeah. closed to what, yeah. What I'm going to tell them because they 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 want this exactly this and um, those are not I don't usually get clients like that luckily because it's mm. not going to be helpful for them. Yeah. So they're
1: the, they're the ones who want to know they were Cleopatra or you know King Arthur <laughs> or whatever.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah. Yeah, they're they're already very narrow and rigid about what they want. They're yeah. they're they're not open to what it, what the experience could be. Um, mm. yeah. So you can kind of tell, you can kind of tell right away, um, yeah. with someone like that. Yeah.
1: Have you ever, have you ever had someone approach you to do a past life or a soul reading and, and you've not felt comfortable to do it? Uh, Let me see. Either because of of, of like an energy around them or something, even as you started to do the reading, an energy that came through. Has Uh, that ever happened?
2: Sorry um, to put you on the spot. I know that wasn't one of our (laughs) questions. (laughs) That's a good question. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, when I'm doing, I try to focus on like just two lives, ones that Mm -hmm. are relevant and then, but I'll also get glimpses like other past lives at the same time. So I just share that with everything that I get. And then, yeah, sometimes I will definitely get glimpses of very, very, um, you know, scary or horrible, like too horrible where, and I'll say this is, I don't feel that this life is going to be, helpful to you right now.
1: Ah, uh, okay, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. that makes
2: sense. And I just, yeah, I don't feel like I'm meant to go into that life. Um, and then sometimes if when I've done that, the person will say, that's the life I want to know about. Uh, and, yeah. and then they will actually, and then I will actually go on and look into that particular life. But um, they have to
1: request that. They have to say to you, please, please. Go go there, kind of thing. It,
2: you wouldn't, you wouldn't just do well, it I, anyway. I would. If, no, I would if I felt that it was going to be beneficial to them. I okay. Yeah. But okay. But sometimes I don't. Um, yeah. Sometimes yep. it just depends on the person whether I will explore mm-hmm. that. Really, because yeah. all the past lives, I mean, there's always they're all they're all very challenging. I mean, yeah. They're never just, you know, perfect. You know, it's all they're all challenging, all of our lives. I feel like there's yeah. always so many challenges in each one. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just whether if I get a really scary one, sometimes I'll be like, hmm, no, but sometimes I'll be fine. Like, that's where we need to go. Okay. Um, yeah, so no, but I haven't had uh, anyone... With a past life reading, where I felt like I couldn't uh, read anything okay. for them. Yeah, I haven't had that happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, that that uh, that makes sense. Like at going, it might be difficult, but you'll still still go into that life to get the lessons for the person if if you feel that that's important for them.
2: Yeah. 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 And then just sometimes, I mean, it just. It's how it feels is this is this life help do we need to go into this or not so you just kind of go with the feeling of is this going to be helpful or not and yeah so you, I just never know whether it's going to be and I don't know the lifetime I start out with that lifetime I don't necessarily know how it's going to end um mm. yeah it might start out great and then things you know rapidly fall apart <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's
1: a whole lifetime, so anything can happen. And, I mean, even, like, each lifetime ends, so there's, like, there could be a horrible death, you know?
2: Yeah. So each
1: lifetime has an ending, so there's going to be that, which even a peaceful death can be traumatic because it's a death. So, yeah. yeah.
2: Mm. And, and not oh, everyone wants to really know the details about how they died. Like, most people yeah. don't ask um i have a a recent reading they did ask they did want to know exactly how they died and um i think what like how old they were and so yeah so i then i would include that information um but yeah i don't usually go into like a lot of details about how they they died um i just kind of i will share like how long they lived or what happened or but not get, like, too too specific about that. Mm. Most people don't seem to want to know, like, all the, the details about how they died so much. Um, like, in real detail, they just want to know more general about how they died, Yeah, I think. I haven't had anyone ever say, oh, that was too much information okay. about how they okay. died. So... Yeah. Mm. How many, like, generally,
0: how many lives, like you said, that you concentrate on the on the few that you know there are messages coming through and get flashes of others. Like, do you see a set, like a certain amount of lives, like flash up, or is it like, um, you know, like, okay. I, how old are some of these lives? Like, are they, yeah, twenty thousand years old? Are they,
2: yeah? I'm just very curious.
0: I, I don't yeah. know much about it, so,
2: yeah. um. <clears throat> Yeah, I usually only get, like, because I, I will cover, like, two lives um, mm-hmm. in my reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'll usually get a glimpse of maybe one other life. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. But then usually I'm able to focus in on just the two without seeing yeah. like, a whole bunch of lives. And, yeah, I mean, a lot of them I are, you know, all the way up to, like, night in the 1900s. All the way back to you know a lot in the fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen hundreds. Okay. I mean, I think yeah. the majority of them are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them will be further back. Um, some of those times I won't even know. Like I'll just be like, okay, that was like the time of the pyramids, and I,
1: okay. but I can't.
2: Like I don't know exactly what mm-hmm. time period it was. Um, yeah around the time when that this kind of thing was happening yeah um, but yeah I think more they're more in the more recent though okay is what that's just what I what I get mm. yeah and I mean
1: if it's if it's pertinent lessons to a person now yeah. maybe things that happened in the more distant past might not be as relevant to someone living now because it's just so different like the time period
2: yeah Yeah, maybe because it's so long ago yeah it's not as accessible um that part I don't really know because sometimes I also feel like all time is now so like all realities yeah. are happening like yeah. oh yeah, now later. anyway yeah. no past yeah. present future kind of feeling mm. um mm-hmm. So then that would make that question sort of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. not have you, as much. Have you
1: ever had a past life that is in the future? Because I have read Ooh. some who
2: people who have had past lives like that are actually in the future. Yeah, in the future. Yeah, yeah I did feel like that one with the uh, person coming from another uh, planetary yeah. system, I yeah. felt like that. Was also in the future. Okay. That particular yeah. one was yeah. a future life as well.
1: Yeah.
2: Like this was someone who's going to continue to come back into the okay. future. Yeah, yeah. So, but mm-hmm. no, no yeah. normally I don't ever get the future, uh, future lives. Um, I, I really haven't had anyone ask about that. So... Hey! (laughs) Uh, Yeah. No, it's just I always, I'm always interested. If someone did ask me for that, then I would, I would see what would happen, and I would definitely explore that.
1: Yeah, because I was thinking more like someone who is alive now but has had a past and a life they've experienced, but it's actually in the future. So for them, it's their past, but for us, it hasn't happened yet. So when you go into their past lives, so an incarnation that has happened to them but it's actually in the future because I do believe like time is not as linear as we think it is. So for them, like for this person, it's an, a previous incarnation but it's actually hasn't happened
2: yet in our timeline. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had anyone <laughs> – I think most people are already sort of like it's all kind of a big – experience to even do that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i have sense anyone ex- like ex- that experimental yet but i'm completely open to it mm-hmm. yes I do, I do get it
1: some- <laughs> <laughs> sounds like we need to do get some done.
2: <laughs> because <laughs> 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 it is it's interesting to explore new things that way i mean i yeah. i don't know if it's even possible yeah
1: i don't know either mm-hmm. really but it was just a i've i've heard of of some people who do like full-on therapy regression stuff around past lives who have had that happen, uh, like as the therapist, as a the person doing the regressions, they've had people who have had right. previous lives that are in the future. And I just wondered if you had – if that had happened right. to you yet.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah, Fascinating no, stuff. No, yeah. not that I know. And mm. if I'm not uh, – yeah, I'd have to – if, and if I, if I did try something like that and – it didn't work out, then I probably would just, I would say, okay, I'm not able to do that. And uh, I would just, you know, refund someone's. And
1: and I mean the, 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 like the point of what you do is different. Like you're giving people information to help them in the here and now kind of thing. So you, like I said before, you might not, that information might not come to you because it's not the point of what you're doing. You're trying to (laughs) give people help. Now, with what they're doing through looking at their previous lives, so it's it's a different different context, well, no,
2: really. Well, it still could be just as helpful
1: it because could, if,
2: if could. time is now, then mm. why wouldn't that be helpful?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a, such a fascinating I,
2: subject. Yeah, and I just don't know if. Um, yeah, I don't know if I could do it because I've never tried that before. I I don't think I have. Um, I mean, I feel like with that last that other person, mm. yeah. was um that it was a future, a future yeah. life as well. So yeah, well, that's yeah inter- just... interesting. It'll probably end up yeah. doing that at some point. i <laughs> will see what I have to see what happens.
1: Yeah, it's such a fascinating topic to me. I just so interesting.
2: And Have yeah, like time. as you said
1: it, Yeah, as you said earlier, it's it's I'm seeing a lot of things about it now. Like people are more interested in it and so there's just different things to read and I've heard podcasts on it and yeah, it's just such a fascinating topic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is uh, it people do love they do love them. Um, some people want to find lives where they have people in their current life they yeah. want to see if lives with their those people in their past life as well so those are yeah, yeah. some people request that kind of thing some people request about a specific place
1: okay um
2: yeah. and uh i did i had one person they wanted to know was something that i didn't feel i could do. I think
0: mm-hmm.
2: they had all sorts of. Um, they wanted to know, like, is uh, that a past life or an ancestor? But they felt connected with all these different tribes, indigenous tribes, and they wanted yeah. to know which ones they were connected with. Mm-hmm. I, that might have been okay. an ancestor reading, actually, where they wanted really specific okay. information about their ancestors. To the point of being like, I don't think, I might not be able to be like that specific. It's not guaranteed that I'm going to be able to tell you all the different, you know, all the different threads of DNA and where they're coming from. That was like too, I remember that being just, uh, it seemed like an impossible sort of thing. That's
1: a lot of information to go back and try and get
2: from A person for a person—that's that could be huge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's like it's like one of those people I was mentioning before, where they have like this grand expectation, and Mm -hmm. it's um, not—it's not really realistic um, Mm -hmm. that they're going to get all that information that they're expecting, and they're just setting themselves up to be disappointed in Mm -hmm. a way. I don't know.
1: They have this set expectation
2: of of what they want to get. Yeah. yeah, most people aren't like that. That I get, they're they're very open to learning and expansion, yeah. and um, you know, they really want to work with what comes through. Mm. They don't yeah. want to come in and say, "You have to do this." Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: What kind of things do you do with like? Um, but like when for people for their ancestor work, like, yeah, what, what sort of things do they come asking for? And,
2: and what, what do you help with, with, with the ancestral reading? Mm. Mm. Yes.
1: Yes. Mm. Um, also very interesting. Yeah. Mm. yeah.
2: <laughs> Usually they will just give me a name, like the a first name, which is pretty much what I, I only ask for their first name of the person. And, yeah. um, yeah, and then um, then I just see whoever comes through. Like, okay, uh, usually I'm able to connect with whoever they're asking me to connect with. Uh, sometimes like other people will come in as well. <laughs> and um, yeah, but it's uh, it's just like people. I think people just like when you've lost someone, you really just want to feel connected to them again. And you yeah. want to sort of trust that they're, you know, they're still with you in a way and that they're not, um, you know, you want to just have some belief that they're, they're still there for you. You just yeah. want that connection again. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like I just make that connection. Like I help them feel like they're, they're still with them or they're still yeah, yeah. connected with, them. and there's like, just by sharing whatever comes through, it's like amazing because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know anything about any of them and to have that person come through and their energy and their words and that the feeling of who they were as a person and just like their tone, um, Tone of voice, you know, mm-hmm. something special like um, like this one person I I saw that their this uh, ancestor mentioned of the a ring and um, for the third finger a ring on the third finger and then this the client said yeah the, I've been wearing that ring on my third finger since my ancestor died so it's kind mm-hmm. of like they're getting a sense. Yeah, there's someone there, that's mm-hmm. still there for me, and mm-hmm. yeah. they're not lost to me. They're. Yeah. Yeah. it's like a heart, very heart, heartwarming, heartfelt, um, emotional kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's facilitating
1: mm-hmm. the connection for for your clients. It's, yeah. uh, it's great. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So that's amazing to be able to do that and make that connection because often they're just so proud. They're very proud of, um, you know, their loved one. They're just, uh, yeah, they just, and that's good to hear, you know, for the person's living that, that, that there's, you know, that they're, they're still, um, you know, they're doing good work and that they're being appreciated yeah. from very far away, <laughs> from <Yeah>. wherever that... <laughs> but still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very, just heart, very heart work, uh, heart-oriented mm-hmm. work, I think, the ancestral readings. That's why I don't, um, they're the only reading that I don't, um, I I'll, it's only written, so um because it's so emotional like i for me it would be hard to speak i feel and i feel like i make a better connection with the ancestors when i write so when i'm connecting and and whatever they they i get i write it down um for some reason that works so much better than if i was to do like an audio recording and and then if it's a phone reading um, often when I'm connecting with the getting up towards the throat chakra then the third eye that's when the ancestor if there is one will come through
1: okay and
2: um, and then I'll just mention a few things but for me to like really I don't do like uh, phone ancestor readings because there's so much pausing like, I don't have like this ongoing. Yeah. It's like mm. there's just there's too much. It requires time, and that's mm. why I find the writing is better. Because even if you're speaking it and you're recording it, it's just it it doesn't seem to work as well
0: because
2: mm. there's a slowness about writing mm. um, that just seems to work better.
1: Mm.
0: So mm. yeah. It's really interesting yeah and it also gives yeah. me pause for thought about when I work with my ancestors as well like maybe I need to give it a bit more time <laughs> for them to talk
1: <laughs> yeah yeah not just
2: expecting an answer to go to come is really like
1: okay strange. I felt that okay bye
2: <laughs> it's easier though to do for others to do that for others I don't know if yeah, you've right. tried that yeah um, it's easier to connect like for someone else yeah um i mean i'll do that all the time for others through my readings but it's much harder for me to do that for my own ancestors um Mm -hmm. i mean i feel like they they are there in times of need but i don't often i guess maybe i don't have the need as much like in an emergency mm-hmm. situation, maybe they'll come through, but, um, doing that for others might, might be, you might find that actually easier.
0: Ooh, I okay. I had... oh, might try that. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I hadn't thought about that before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 Me either. Cause so much of what I guess, maybe Hannah might feel the same as well, but so much of what we mm-hmm. do is so internal and, and for ourselves and our own spirituality and like, the wider community with friends and stuff we tend not to to do things for That's saying that came out dumb what am I trying to say <laughs> <laughs> I need more coffee um I'm trying to say that that like my, my spiritual practice is very much on my own and internal and I don't yeah. tend to do things for other people like sometimes I'll do a reading just for fun you know that kind of thing um so, yeah, that sounds like something that might be really worthwhile exploring and, yeah. and seeing what I get from it. Like, that sounds really, mm-hmm. really
1: fascinating. So yeah.
0: I also think yeah. for
1: us, um, you were saying before, Kathy, that you come from a town or a city that's quite intellectual, maybe conservative, and then you've moved to this place where it's, it's much more open. And I think Tassie's a bit conservative, so just in general – this isn't something that you do discuss with people outside of the people you know who are accepting of it. So, I mean, that could just be, that could also be a reason why it's, we keep a lot of what we do more, you know, it's more internal, it's more personal because it's yeah. not something that is openly accepted. So, you wouldn't think to say to someone, Oh, I got, I got this feeling about you and, or, you know, do, do, do you have an ancestor that, Blah 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 blah, or something like that. Like, it wouldn't, we wouldn't think to do that as much as maybe in a more open community like where you live. So, it could, could be yeah. something to do with that yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, mm.
2: when I do this, it's all through the internet. So, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, it's not really this community so much. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, when I did the, when I learned, the mediumship um, in the circle I worked in, uh, we just gathered like a circle of people yeah. and then yeah. one person would stand in the middle and see who came through. So you could actually do that with, you know, a group even yeah. on the squad cast or something where you have really a group. Interesting. Yeah. Good
0: suggestion. Yeah. 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 And then
2: like one, one person at a time could just see if they get anything, mm. and then, yeah. Um, yeah, the way I was taught is we. So you would uh, you you share what you're getting about um, whoever's coming through, but you're no one in the audience is allowed to like give you any information. They would just okay. have to say yes or no, so they're okay. not like giving you. So yeah, yes or no and then you have to give like three definite um proofs in a way three like where there you're without a doubt you have the right person and um like three exact proofs that you have that person and then um then share a message some kind of message okay but yeah the yeah, person okay. in the audience would say anything else but yes or no no okay they're not going to say yeah. oh that's my uncle or yeah. oh yeah they may yeah, <laughs> Wherever stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that would be something you could do with a group um mm, yeah. like this anywhere. Just put together a small group and we would do that once a week. So we would meet once okay. a week and do these circles and that's how mm. we practiced.
1: Yeah I've, I've never fabulous. done anything like that. It sounds really interesting.
2: Give it a go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a the teacher called the group a uh, English traditional healing circle because that's okay. how he was trained in that okay. way. So um, yeah, it works pretty well. And you do also do readings for each other mm-hmm. as well, like in pairs, pair off and do readings. And then you do the mediumship where you have the, the group and one person mm-hmm. at a time sees who comes through. Mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah, it's just yeah. a way to practice and see yeah. if it's something that resonates with you, something that, you know, you're able to to do, it might be easier. I think it's a lot easier than doing it for yourself, which I do <laughs> find uh, challenging.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because
1: yeah. it's just for the other person, like who, who you're, you're working with, it's just either yes or no, whereas with yourself it's you're questioning, <laughs> you're true. just critical, very critical. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, for, but if it's for someone else, it's just either yes or no or, or you know. Resonates yeah, or I, so,
2: also I um, do find like if you're in a small group and you're doing sort of meditation or ancestor work like mm-hmm. having that group facilitates you connecting with your ancestor mm-hmm. um, I think because of the group energy
0: yeah because I found yeah.
2: what I'm in my uh, coven and we're doing some sort of ritual work um, mm-hmm. then my ancestor might come through during that, okay. very yeah. specific. But I feel like the group does help in that way. Yeah, 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 yeah that makes right. sense. Yeah, is mm. the thought.
0: Mm. Mm, that's a really
2: good thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out right and just see what happens. See what
1: happens. Yeah, totally.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm excited by that.
2: Um, yeah. I'm very conscious oh, God, that
0: we've had you for so long. I've absolutely loved this chat. Like, I've, yeah. I'm so excited for your um, your alien deck. Like like yes. everyone, I'm excited. <laughs>
2: yes. 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 Okay, yeah, yes. Your excitement, like, really encourages me to do something uh, yeah. with yeah. that. Because if there's excitement, it, it means that there's a need or um, it's mm. the time, you know yeah to do it yeah. so definitely yeah you like yeah. the naked you like the the idea of the the nude aliens too
0: yeah 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 I, I don't know why that appeals to me so much but i'm just like yeah they're naked and androgynous and <laughs> aliens <laughs> okay so it makes it that much more interesting, <laughs> that's what interesting. It is. yes yeah it does and then it's i was also true. excited by the um alien animals because i'm a huge yes. like a huge animal person, like, um, I'm a wildlife carer and I did zoology at uni. And so like, you know, oh, animals are my life essentially. <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah. that alien animal thing also just, it just speaks to me. So I'm very excited yeah, to that see what comes with that.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, that's yeah. interesting because I haven't, um, like in this nude series, I haven't done any, like they don't have any, because I mean, those creatures are not, those are not no. The They're not with picture. them. They're just part of it. Part it's of the. Drawn from my right hand. That's why yeah. the alien part is the head, which I do with my non-dominant hand. Yeah, that's oh, so that's what they do that. The head, makes it, yeah. the non-dominant makes yeah. it um, mm. alien. So I bet if I added, I, maybe I'll add to the. Maybe I'll do something with like a non-dominant hand, like their pet and somehow expand into that because that – or I can take them from my old series, but I don't know. No, that's good. I like I like that idea, though. Yeah. <laughs> I love, love that idea because it's so fun.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and really we want you to plug yourself. Tell us where people yes. can find you and, and um, yeah, where can they yes, find that- you? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, just my name, KathyCrab.com, uh, Kathy K-A-T-H-Y Crab C-R-A-B-B-E.com. So I have everything on there on my website and um, Kathy Crab Art on Facebook, Kathy Crab on Instagram. So it's all there.
0: I'm definitely going to yeah. go and follow your socials.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I see you a lot on uh, on Instagram too, so I that's pretty cool. No, I'm, oh, I'm really. Glad I
1: see,
2: see you on there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, w- well, thank you so much, Kathy. That yeah. was fabulous. Yes.
2: Oh yeah, yes. thank you, Liz and Hanny. Yeah. <laughs> fun.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for your time, and hello to your little puppy that we saw go down the stairs just then. Oh, oh, <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> yeah, walk. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's. Like, oh, oh, right, then we bet it's definitely <laughs> time we let you go because she's come to say it's <laughs> <first> time I walk. Do you think?
0: Well, thanks everyone for listening to that interview. Um, we hope you enjoyed our latest episode.
1: We really enjoyed interviewing Cathy. She was great. Um, it's really easy to talk to and, and so, so interesting, especially um, come – well, she said it herself. She took her, her her intuitive abilities more seriously once she turned 40. And as, as someone getting close to their 40th birthday, <laughs> it is reassuring. It's like it's not mm. just a young person's game. Like, you can still discover abilities. You can still have breakthroughs, like, all through your life. And I just found – that aspect of talking to her really, really great. The fact that not life is over, but you know, it's it's Life it is over at forty. Yeah, you're not gonna discover anything. You've done everything, you're not gonna go and do anything more. No, it's not at all. Stop laughing, Liz. <laughs> I know,
0: <that> was hilarious.
1: <laughs> <sighs> you were so good. And then you were just dying of laughter. It was hilarious. I loved it.
0: <laughs> yeah no seriously yeah like you know some of some of the witch people that i know that have found this practice in their 60s
1: yeah you know like yeah. it
0: can happen at any stage of your life
1: yeah. and
0: um and the
1: different skills can come in at any any time yeah exactly and that and is I think, so inspiring yeah yeah and i think actually i'd really like to interview someone who is in their 60s and discovered witchcraft? That would be great. So maybe we should aim <laughs> for that next. But, um, yeah, talking, talking to someone like, like, um, um, Cathy said that she's been, has been interested in this kind of thing for, you know, since she was a teenager, but to, f- that she began to take it, as she said, more seriously in her, when she turned 40 and, and like had these revelations. I just think that's, I don't know, that's, that's, that is inspiring. And it is reassuring so that you can still rededicate yourself to the path and, yeah. and discover new aspects of your of, – or abilities or, or different things like that. And it's just yeah, yeah, it's reassuring.
0: Abilities I have now may not be the abilities that I have in the future. And it's yep. – yeah, you don't have to be intuitive
1: now yeah, you don't have to be born with it in inverted commas. You can develop it. It's a skill and I really, I do actually think that like most people have a level of intuition or connection and it can, you can develop it. It's just being taught. It's just having a teacher. It's just knowing, being open to the fact that you still can develop abilities or talents or whatever you want to call it.
0: And Skills. seriously, for Francesca de Grandis oh my god can I yeah. just say I was given Francesca's book
1: can I be really honest anyway, and say I, had... I can't even find where it is you don't know who she is I had, I'd had, i heard of her but I don't and I'll probably look her up and go oh yeah I know that book I remember that book don't remember that she was the author um, I apologise so... deeply to Francesca if she ever listens to this
0: <laughs> I would find um, a girl so hard if she listens to this uh, so- <laughs> tag her tag her tag her,
1: and then she can send me an angry email
0: <laughs> um so someone gave me her book um mm-hmm. I think it's called be a goddess and she, yeah well Kathy says I the name 18 it. wow okay so I've had that yeah. book since I was 18 and I've done like the exercises in it and I'm just like and she's worked with her and I'm just, yeah, fangirling so hard. And I didn't, I felt too embarrassed to ask
1: any questions because I was like, oh. And I would have just been like, yeah, cool, go, talk. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say that something like people in the, well, not in Tasmania but people in the US I do get a bit jealous of that because they can look someone up like that especially previously not as much now but they can look someone up who's written a book and go oh they live down the road from me or they live somewhere I can get to and I can go and talk to them or meet them in person and learn from them like have personal learning you know personal classes or circles or whatever but in person maybe not as much now COVID but You know what I mean? Like here it's like you could write to them. And, yeah, you can Zoom or Skype now but it's just it's not the same. And, yeah, previously when we didn't have this technology, like, you know, when we first started, you couldn't – you could write a letter and then after a little bit you could send them an email and that was basically it. To be able to go and be like, oh, they they live the next state over or like an hour from my house, I'm like, oh, my God, that's just – that makes me jealous. Like, ah, oh, to learn not an instant oral
0: content. tradition. To learn an oral tradition. Yeah, we don't really have that opportunity here, or at least I don't know anyone that is open about being able to or willing to provide that kind
1: of thing. So it's just I think, like I think I did read that because one of the in the fairy tradition, f e r i, that mm-hmm. is it's not totally oral, but it's ecstatic. It's an ecstatic tradition. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not – but it's lineage, so it's – you can you can study it and then have like the – I can't remember what they call it now, so I apologise to all those fairies out there. <laughs> um, but it's passed on from person to person. It has to be in person. You cannot be fully initiated into that tradition without meeting someone else who is initiated into that tradition. Yeah. You can – have a version of and they pass on their teachings there's lots of written stuff about it but to say you follow it you have to actually go and be with someone and they have to pass on i think it's called like the blue fire to you but then other people have their own like i think that i've read ones that's there's a red one and there's a black one like black fire and red fire or whatever but it has to be Mm -hmm. in person and mm-hmm. you can create a version of your of your own tradition, but you have to have trained under someone and then gone to see them in person to g- get the final sort of initiation. Mm-hmm. Even though a lot of the knowledge is written down and, and and passed on that way, but yeah, so even you could study for years, but if you don't go and meet someone, mm-hmm. then it it's just, not going to happen. Yeah. You're not part of the tradition. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah. you might have learned things, but you're not part of that tradition. Yeah, and I mean it it, it. it, there could be different versions of it that don't necessitate that now, but mm-hmm. to follow certain paths in this tradition and certain versions of, of it, because it's very fluid. Fairy is very, very fluid, from what I have read. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can't claim to be an expert because I've never actually met anyone, because <clears throat> they're all in the United States well no they're not but they're all not in australia i was going to my my final well my final part of that conversation is i think i read somewhere there is someone in sydney Mm -hmm. who is part of this tradition back to witchcraft i really like that interview and i want to be initiated into fairy but i can't because there's no one in tasmania the end (laughs) Um, yeah um yeah so check out
0: kathy's stuff it's uh, her art will surprise you i think and mm, yeah and the i'm i am i really am excited to see where this alien deck's gonna oh, what's yeah what it's gonna look like because i'm just i'm yeah. fascinated yes yeah and i'm thinking of jane jane if you ever listen to this i'm thinking of you and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay um well thank you everyone for yes. listening um yes, thanks again you know and- where to find us you can find us on instagram at witchybytes mm-hmm. on facebook at yeah it's witchy Bites podcast so mm-hmm. you can find us on there um and you can also email us at witchy.bites at outlook.com. we if you would like to be interviewed if you can't yes. tell, we're very casual, so feel free <laughs> to, to we uh, we don't we don't mind
1: what we talk about, really. Like yeah. we're very interested in other people's what they do, basically. Yeah. How do you practice? Yeah. What do you do that you yeah. want to share? Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's something kooky or niche. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because how exciting was it hearing Kathy talk about? Her passions and her yeah. art and and her landscape and I was just like I know I just felt it I got really buzzed like it was amazing
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah and I think she said the same kind of thing like when we said we were excited about different aspects of her art especially yeah the naked alien deck I can't wait. Um, like she felt it, and it made her more passionate, her more excited to 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 make this art, to do this stuff, and that's basically what it is. It's just a sharing of energy, like your passion and and our passion meeting and going, yes, let's do some stuff. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So thanks for listening, and um, we'll catch you next
1: time. Yeah, catch you next episode time. Twenty
0: five. Mm. Oh. Or a tipsy tail, we we'll have to see what we do. We have to try and find time to record. And you have a birthday. I do. Closer to 40. Closer to 40. Where
1: exciting things can happen. Yes. Life does not end <laughs> at 40. It only begins. <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.